0: Hola, and welcome to Season 3 of Whiskey Nerd, a podcast about whiskey, bourbon, and many other things. This is Christian, the host, and in honor of this third season, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have a little whiskey tournament, and this is pretty much honor, honoring my favorite um, sporting event, which is the UEFA Champions League. Where it, what I'm trying to do is I want to do a blind tasting for all the whiskeys that I think are impressive, and select my favorite one. I don't know which one is gonna end up being the champion, uh, but the way we're gonna do this is we're gonna group the whiskies in groups of four and the top two will move on. But in order to do this, we're gonna introduce all the participants and to make it fun, we're gonna assign one of the European teams, the ones that compete in the Champions League, to every whisky. So, without further ado, let's welcome the Champions League's All Whiskey. So in order to start the tournament, we need to divide the whiskies in groups. So on group A, we're going to have a Paul John Nirvana Whiskey, which is an Indian whiskey. It's an unpeated whiskey, very interesting the, to taste. We're going to have the Balbini 12, which is a single malt um, Highland whiskey. We're going to have Valentines. Um, Balbini, it's a Scottish whiskey. Uh, we're going to have Valentines, which is... a uh, blended scotch whiskey the 12 year old. And we're gonna have one of my favorite ones, a contender, which is Macallan 12, which is uh, Speyside uh, single malt whiskey. For group B, we're gonna have Amrut, which is a single malt Indian whiskey. We're gonna have the Yamasaki 18, which is a single malt 18 year old Japanese whiskey, which is one of uh, probably the most expensive one of the whole bunch. Uh, we're going to have a very special one on the, um, as the third slot in Group B, which is the Chivas Regal Manchester United Edition. Manchester United, it is my favorite football team in the whole world. And this one is a 13-year-old blend, Scottish blend. It's a limited edition, so it was released last season. And uh, to to end with Group B, we're going to have the 18-year-old Johnny Walker Gold. It's also um, a Scottish blend. For group C, we're going to start with a fan favorite, which is uh, Johnny Walker Black, a 12-year-old whiskey. Uh, There's a review on season two. I have a very deep connection with this whiskey, so it's one of my favorites. Um, We're going to have two, uh, the Suntory Toki, which is a Japanese blend. It's a spectacular drum, completely recommended, and I cannot wait to do a review on this. Uh, On the third spot... I don't know if it's a little bit of cheating because it's most it's a little bit of lower alcohol content, but it's a very interesting uh Jameson Caskmates, which will be the coffee version It's a little bit lower alcohol, but it is absolutely delicious, and I had to include it here i mean and um let's say we can make it play as Celtic or anybody for the premier Premier Scottish league and on the last spot on the group C it's a uh, very very good single malt. Uh, Isle Whiskey, which is the Highland Park, 12 years old. And on the final group, the Group D, uh, we're going to have a Glen Fittich 18, which is a single malt Scottish whiskey. Uh, the good old and very simple, but always a fan favorite, the Johnny Walker Red is an eight-year-old uh, Scottish blend. Uh, we're going to have another one of the Jamesons, the, the Castmates, but this is going to be the one that is the IPA version, which is blended with the, uh, which is stored on former IPA beer casks. So it gives a completely different dimension. And the last one, it's the Dewars the 12, you know, the white label of Dewars, which uh, it's pretty common. It's pretty standard. So it will be a little bit of a, like a control sample there. So later, as soon as I'm going inter- to introduce the whiskies per episodes, I'm going to assign them one of the teams. So the first whiskey that I'm gonna introduce for this tournament and is gonna be represented with the Lazio jersey, which is an Italian team from Rome, very, very famous and qualified for this next season is Paul John Nirvana Indian Single Malt Whiskey. Uh, this is an excellent entry level whiskey. The Paul John Nirvana is designed specifically for use on the bar. It's uh, You can say it's kind of cheap. It's a little bit easily, easily mixed and everything's on this ex bourbon single malt. Uh, so, what they use is they, they use the cask of bourbon to give an extra flavor. And it's for Paul John, it's the only whiskey in the lineup that is uh, chill filtered. It's also bottled at 40% alcohol, 80% for American listeners. And it runs, is the cheapest one of the lineup for them. And it runs around at $30. Uh, Paul John is a brand of Indian single malt whiskey. And it's a single cask whiskey manufactured by the John distilleries. It was launched in October 5th in 2012. It was actually launched in o- London, England. And Paul John is made from an um, Indian malted barley and some barrens imported for scorch peat. And it's distilled in the traditional copper pot stills then matured in the charred American oak cask, which is hence why it's mature like a bourbon. And the Paul John single malt whiskey was first launched in the year 2012 in the UK and in Goa, India, which is one of the premier destinations in India, and in 2013, and it was followed uh, by the launch in Bangalore in 2015. In the words of the master distiller Michael de, so- uh, de Souza, he chose to use Indian ingredients in the making of uh, in the making of the single malts to give whiskey characteristics of this country origin. The wash he created has an original ABV of five percent, lower than the standard eight percent for most whiskies, and this creates a sweeter flavor in the final product. Um, this whiskey is put in the cask at 55% ABV, so fifty nine percent alcohol, at 110 proof. And it, But the alcoholing strength increases as the ages due to the heat, giving the final product an ABV of 57%. Uh, Goa free features, you know, the location features, um, tropical monsoon climate. And being in the tropical zone and clear uh, near the Arabian Sea, it has a hot and humid climate for most of the year. In the month of May is the hottest and the temperatures run about um, 35 uh, Celsius or so 95 uh, Fahrenheit and it's coupled with very high humidity. When the monsoon rains arrive, um it's around early June, June and uh, this still, uh still around late September. Goa has a short winter session season that it's it's between the mid December and February and these months are marked by the nights around the uh, Twenty-one Fahrenheit, twenty-one Celsius, and sixty-eight Fahrenheit. So it's a little, it's it's a little bit colder, and um, it has lower amounts of humidity. So this weather makes whiskey mature faster in India than it does in Europe or United States. The fraction lost to evaporation during aging is known as the angel's share, which you know they use that the same for gin, beam or or bourbons. And it's also higher in India because of the humidity. So they lose 8 to 10% per year uh, compared to Scotland, where the annual um, evaporative loss is about 2%. Well, this leaves a hogset set of, uh, with only 150 bottles left in it. And after like three years, and compared to the 350 bottles they that they, they used to do in Scotland, uh, whiskey these temperatures can, simply cannot be aged the kind of Time that you're expected with Scotch. Even trying to mature the the whiskey for ten years would leave barely a bottle of liquid in the barrel because of the evaporation. Fortunately, the heat actually speeds up the maturation process considerably, and as a result, uh, an Indian whiskey has been matured for four or five years, like in the case of the Paul John Edited and Brilliance, is the equivalent of uh, whiskey, Scotch whiskey that's been matured for 15 years. So it ends it, up being uh, being uh, balanced and makes for pretty much uh, a good business. And um, I'm going to say that in Paul John's words, uh, it's a captivating expression from the Goan Shorts of India. And uh, the Nirvana rouses the senses with a soft whiff of bourbon, fruitcake, and has enticing caramel pudding. The honeycomb sweetness uh, gently touches the palate and it has uh, a little bit of salting at barley and a lot of really tasty vanilla. And the honey finish, uh, it's just very good for this uh, rich copper whiskey. So, some of the technical specs of this whiskey, um, I aforementioned most of, the, of them already, but the ABV is 40%. I gotta say the nose, it has... Uh, very attractive like a honeycomb bourbon uh, and fruit cake, and a little bit of caramel pudding uh the taste it's uh, lights of honey a little bit of salted barley and uh, i really like the mouthfeel it has the it's kind of like the the raw honey i really i really like it's light it's very very sweet for a for a whiskey and tasty and the finish well the finish is uh, is larger than i expected and its flavor with uh, honey honey seems to be the main topic of this whiskey uh, and vanilla for the balance i th- i think the barley balances pretty well and has a, has some really good uh, oak and uh, yeah it's it's this whiskey will be something that i will really enjoy uh, drinking in hot weather i know it sounds weird but like in a beach house and just relaxing i I think it's perfect for that, and the color is a really really deep copper that I truly truly enjoy, so I was very surprised about this whiskey and it's fun because it's not on it's not peated, so it's a lot sweeter. It kind of makes me feel that it's uh that it's on the, I something mean, i' know it's on the virtual maybe not being a, a proper a proper uh, single malt whiskey, but it was it's very tasty. So to make my analysis, I gotta say that the aroma is it's um it's sweet, it's interesting, but it's pretty basic, and it shows that it's a you it's a young, um a lot of the mouth is pretty raw. uh I mean um it's not not it's nothing that is gonna make any any like trend setting things are very different, but it is very young and very easy to, it's it's an entry level whiskey. Um, the palate is uh it ends up not being as sweet as the aroma, and it has a little bit of. Um, it's less farmy because it feels like a summer farm drinking this whiskey, but it is it's pretty good, uh, and I'm gonna say the finish is really warm. But it's um, uh, it is short but longer than I would expect it because of the lightness of this whiskey. Um, I, I would really like to 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 have a really longer flavor, but. I promise it's unpeated, so there's no way to do that. Uh, it's a really, really nicely executed basic whiskey, uh, and it's exactly to be what it means to be. Um, I truly enjoy it. I think for the price, it is absolutely unbeatable. Uh, and if you want to get somebody to start drinking single malt whiskeys, this is the absolute whiskey to go. Uh, I'm going to put it up. Rating of 7.8 out of 10. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Don't forget, you can always listen to us in English and Spanish on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, the Anchor app, and Apple Podcasts. Always reach out to us on Instagram at LWhiskeyNerd, as well as contacting us on l.whiskey.nerd at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening, and Salud. salud!